Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of Crossroads of Destiny and Avatar The Last Airbender Universe podcast. Right now, we're talking about every episode of Nickelodeon's Avatar The Last Airbender, one at a time. I am Chad Hopkins, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew and Melanie Grant. How is it going, guys? Awesome. Yeah, pretty good. We are here to actually wrap up season one, or book one, I should say, Water. We were originally going to split the Siege of the North episodes because they are split, but we decided after watching the first one that, hey, let's go ahead and combine it with the second one. Mm -hmm. So we are here to talk about both chapter 19 and 20 of book one, and I think we can just go ahead and jump into it. Yeah. This is titled The Siege of the North, parts one and two. Part one was directed by Lauren McMullen, and it was written by John O'Brien, and it was animated by DR Movie. Part two was directed by our friend Dave Filoni. It was written by Aaron Ehaz, and it was animated by JM Animation, and both of these aired together on December 2nd, 2005. (laughs) Nice (laughs) Nice and simple summary for this one. Admiral Zhao and his fleet of Fire Navy ships arrive at the Northern Water Tribe. It's time for a fight. So I want to start off, Melanie, we we teased that big things and twists and turns were coming in these couple of episodes. What Mm -hmm. surprised you or caught you off guard the most? Oh, that Sokka's love interest died so soon. Yeah, Princess Yue is Mm -hmm. the moon spirit now. She gone. That sucked. Yeah, it did suck. I mean, it's not like... They, it was a long-established relationship, but they did both care for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They hit it off pretty well. Yeah. And, I mean, Sokka was playing it pretty smooth with her a couple times. After mm-hmm. the initial, like, weird, let's do an activity together meeting, they, mm-hmm. they had some really nice moments. And so, oh, sad yeah. for sure that she's gone. That, and you guys did not warn me. Mm, no. At all. No. no. About that super creepy <laughs> oh, the, the centipede. Co? Yeah. Ko, the face stealer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Every second. I of mean, that. I at least alluded to when when Roku mentioned Ko. I was like, oh yeah, that's creepy because I remembered him. <laughs> right. That's all you got. So, which was his actual face? The one with the first one? I, I would take the first one as his actual one, or at least the one he primarily uses. So, but who knows if he actually yeah, has, has a face? A face. If I don't, he just I don't think he steals has a face. Yeah. It was creepy. Even yeah. when like he was talking with a baboon's face, it was mm-hmm. just all awful. And mm-hmm. then it, with that initial face, I was not expecting his voice to to be that low. It's like nothing matches. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, nothing makes sense. Which is why I don't think it was his face either. All like, of this is awful, yeah. right? And like the sound design of the the appendages as it's crawling around <laughs> and like crickling oh, no. and crackling I, and because oh. I thought it, I saw the legs <laughs> and I was like, oh no, it's a spider. And Andrew's like, no, no it's worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw, I was like, oh, it's a centipede. Yep. yep. That was worse. Co was terrible. Yeah. So let's walk through these episodes. We Absolutely. can try and follow one. Well, everything kind of melds together in these two really episodes. Did. So yeah. we'll just sort of talk through these things. You just have uh, a lot of set up in part one and a lot of follow through in part two. From the get go, you love to see how after the last episode, we start with a shot of Katara facing some dude in a sparring match. Mm-hmm. And he is terrified. <laughs> and she is so confident. And Paku says that she has advanced faster than any student he's ever had. Mm-hmm. And I said, take that misogyny. Egg. And he says, you know, this is, I'm not going to get the quote exactly right, but you've, you've shown what hard work and determination and practice, how far that will take you instead of just relying on raw talent alone and side eyes and ang. Yeah. yeah. Making himself he a snowman. I learned how to make himself a snowman. So good, <laughs> good on you, yeah. Ang. 
But Katara, man, she is dominating. Mm-hmm. We we see the remains of the other guys who are just like <laughs> still partially frozen, still covered in snow. They they don't want to fight Katara anymore because she's already far surpassed their ability. Mm-hmm. Aang is so lazy. He doesn't know about the incoming threat like we do. And as Sokka is taking Yue on a magic carpet ride on Appa, uh, <laughs> the snow around them starts turning to soot. And this is very how to train your dragon vibes. How to like what? When, uh, oh, like romantic flight. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Because then they go to the dragon's den and yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yep. Yeah. I was trying to make the the whole connection aside from the romantic flight part of it, but yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the hint of upcoming danger. So it at least is nice that they have a little bit of forewarning rather than just a fireball falls through the roof. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Zhao is up to a new level of cocky mm-hmm. as we start seeing glimpses of him as they're advancing. He is so confident that he's going to win and that his victory will be talked about. He says centuries from now. In mm-hmm. centuries, he will be talking about Admiral Zhao. Mm-hmm. The and, I mean, he says his intent is to wipe out the rest of the Water Nation. They want to do to the Water Nation what they did to the Air Nation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's, it's going to be take no survivors yeah. is what it sounds like. He's, he's wanting to, wipe to them off the map. eliminate them. Yep. He's so focused mm-hmm. and Iroh and oblivious. Iroh standing at his side says to be careful what you wish for, because history yeah. isn't always kind to its subjects. True. I also think it's strange because when he was gathering troops, you knew that he needed a force to like get into the water nation, mm-hmm. but it still felt like Aang was the target. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets to the Northern Water Tribe, it's like, oh, no, we're here to eliminate them. And if the Avatar happens to be here as well, that's just gravy. Well, yeah, right. he that's what he mentions. He has his own agenda that whenever he studied when he was a lot younger, mm-hmm. the, all of those documents, he said this was his destiny. His de- yeah, his destiny wasn't mission. to kill the Avatar or capture him. His destiny was to wipe out the water tribe. Yeah, he found that information in an, in an underground library, by the way, which is somewhat important thing to remember. Mm-hmm. Just tuck that away somewhere. We don't foreshadow very often in here, yeah. but that is something I do want to hang on to. I wonder, Ira warning Zhao, what exactly is he warning him of? Is it strictly in relation to his failure at bossing Se, which Zhao is very keen to sort of gloat about, like, oh, this isn't going to be like that. We're going to be victorious. Is is it? I, I don't know. What is what is he warning against? I think there's a there's a juxtaposition at the big in part one and part two about what his warning is to Zhao, because Zhao is ready to eliminate the Water Nation, and he's also ready to eliminate the Moon. Right. And I have a feeling that Iroh's warning of what be careful what you wish for. You're you're eliminating an entire group of people you're willingly joining into a path of genocide history may not favor its subjects like Mm -hmm. you think it will right so because you know ultimately they're going to reflect on this and say maybe we're the bad guys like you know like you're, you're talking about eliminating an entire people and then later on he's ready to eliminate a, a spirit the moon spirit and iroh has a similar warning your actions are not just going to affect who you think they're going to affect. Mm-hmm. You're going to throw off the balance. Right. And I think there's a reason that Iroh is saying that to the same person literally an episode apart. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, I, he, by destroying a water, the water nation, he's going to throw off the balance just as he's going to do by destroying the moon spirit. It makes me wonder also if Fire Lord Ozai would approve of Zhao actually eliminating the Water Nation because no. is the whole isn't the whole point of the war is the whole point of the war here's a question mm-hmm. is the whole point of the war for the Fire Nation to be the only ones left or for the Fire Nation to be ruling the ones that are left I think in the the mind of the Fire Nation that that is not mutually exclusive Yeah they're the like they want them to become the Fire Nation as much as, you know, obviously they've taken a stand. Mm-hmm. The fact that there remains an uh, Earth Nation, a Water Nation at all, means that they are unwilling to succumb to the Fire Nation. So they've already been marked as targets for elimination because everyone else who is willing to be Fire Nation is Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. I also think he wouldn't have approved of this at all. He totally went rogue. This was something he's obviously been hiding. He's not mentioned it to anybody. Do you think it Zhao. would just the, the fact that it was done without a direct order would be enough to Agni Kai? Mm. Maybe. I think that's an interesting thought. Mm. Like, even if it is sort of the Fire Nation's ultimate goal and the Fire Lord, yeah. his, his ultimate goal to, to get rid of everybody else, because... Zhao acted on his own to try to eliminate the Water mm-hmm. Nation without the order from Ozai if he wouldn't look on that fondly. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, because I do, I do think Ozai would have been like, yeah, they're enemies of mm-hmm. the nation. So, yeah, to yeah. come out. I mean, we but don't know enough about time, the, the, the right. Fire Lord at this point. At this point, I mean, he, he might have like praised the initiative. I don't know, but just a thought. Mm-hmm. But then it, but then you also have someone who obviously wants to exact rule over everyone now has someone who's out of line. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's a step too far. Or with the way Zhao is self praising himself in this, these two Mm -hmm. episodes, maybe what if he was going to feeling himself, what if he was going to attempt a coup? I'm the guy who took down the moon. No more waterbenders. Right. Let me be your leader. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Interesting thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So UA once again, sort of spurns, Sokka's advances because she says, you know what? I'm too confused around you. I like you too much, Mm -hmm. but I am engaged to this other person. And it is my duty to marry this person is my duty and my obligation to my people. So goodbye forever. We can't be seen around each other at all. And right after this, Sokka volunteers for a dangerous mission Mm -hmm. is what chief Arnook says. Mm -hmm. uh, You may not all come back is what he says. And Sokka says, sign me up. What were your thoughts on this? Was this dramatic, Sokka being dramatic because the the girl he liked said he couldn't be with her? A little bit. I have some thoughts. I'm curious on your thoughts. No, I have a feeling Sokka would have signed up for it anyway. That, that was actually where I was going because this is difficult on multiple levels for him. Yes, there is the heartbreak aspect, and we see that connection that they have as Sokka walks away after receiving the, the mark on his forehead from the right. chief. And... A UA is crying. We see that, but he lost his mother to the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. And when his father and the other men in his tribe left for war, he was left behind. Mm-hmm. So this is this is him fulfilling his duty, just like UA is fulfilling her duty yeah. as she sees it. This is mm-hmm. something he's been really thinking, dreaming about. To right, do. A, a chance, an opportunity to prove and take and help take down the Fire Nation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and fight for his people. Yeah. So I I I think it would be a really 
surface level, easy thing to walk away with by saying, oh, he's, he's, he's feeling upset. You a, yeah. a, a girl, a girl doesn't like him back or does like him back, but won't be with him. Oh, he's going to do something drastic. But I, I think there's so much more to that decision. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really deep for that character. Yeah. I mean, cause even if you boil it down, it's like, if you le- left it at that surface level, he would still want that opportunity to prove himself. Mm-hmm. And that would be him proving himself to UA at just as much as it would be proving himself to the chief and therefore maybe has another chance in the long run. But ultimately I think we're on the same page that that's not all of it. Right. This is an opportunity for him to do what he's set out to do since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And all that said, as he does walk away and UA cries as she turns away, that same four seasons of mm-hmm. love song mm-hmm. is playing very sadly in the background it's like simple harp it's really great it's really beautiful yeah there is a fantastic shot that comes after this i don't know if you guys noticed it i i wish i had like direct connections to somebody who worked on the show to confirm this when ang says to the chief that he wasn't around when his people were attacked but that this time he's going to make a difference he poses in the same pose from the opening credits when katara's voiceover says i believe Aang can save the world. Mm. It's like the exact same pose. Hmm. And I don't know how intentional that might have been because knowing now that we've seen both episodes that they do win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's loss. There's some heartbreak, but they win. Could that be foreshadowing victory a little bit? Or even if not foreshadowing victory, just like this is Aang's first opportunity to truly save the world. Hmm. I would have to dig into that more because I... I don't even remember the the scene well enough to remember his pose and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he, he's looking out across the ocean towards right. where the fleet's going to show up. He's got a staff in one hand behind him, and he's just like standing straight and uh-huh. looking straight out. And it's like this, like oh, here I yeah, am pose. Yeah, yeah. And the only difference between to stand his ground, right? Yeah. The only difference between that shot and the shot in the opening credits is he's got people with him. He's got guitar and he's got the chief, and mm. I think Momo's there. Because uh, Momo's everywhere. Yeah. But uh, it's just a shot that I noticed while I was watching yesterday, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. Whether it's intentional or not, it's really cool. I mean, for all for all I know, it could just be it it was an easy shot to make because they just reuse the art, you know, like they reuse (laughs) the assets. Like, who knows the real reason behind it? But (laughs) they're listening to this is like, yeah, 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 that was totally what we were doing. It wasn't because I didn't want to draw this kid again. And so the fleet shows up and Aang completely decimates the first one mm-hmm. with some help from the water nation. They, they do the same thing to it that the fire nation ship back in the Southern water tribe and Appa and Appa. Yes, That's of course. Right. Yeah. Appa he just like straight up manhandles. Him <laughs> yeah, he just tosses the, the guy water. over the side. Yeah. <laughs> Appa don't play. But after they finish that first ship, the rest of them show up yeah. and it's like, Holy crap. What are we going to do? He's mm-hmm. like, I took out 12 of those ships. Yeah. And they just keep coming. Yeah, they just keep coming. Yeah. That was like the first instance of him. Like, you're like, remembering how young he is. Yeah, because UA is just like, you're the avatar. You have to. He's like, no, keep like, I'm a kid. I'm and just, just a little boy. For him to have been so easily downtrodden. The dangerous mission that Sokka ended up signing up for was to infiltrate the Fire Navy. And I love Sokka's input here and his value in the situation because mm-hmm. they have these outdated uniforms from the Fire Nation that turn out to be 85 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they've got the pointy shoulders. <laughs> 85. 85. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Sokka's like, yeah, they don't look like that anymore, guys. And also the chief is like, we have to find out who the, the leader is. And he's like, oh, it's it's Zhao. He's got these sideburns. He's kind of got a temper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Sokka is such a valuable person in this instance. One, because he is a fighter and he is a warrior, mm-hmm. uh, but he has the knowledge that none of them have because they've been so insulated in the right. Northern Water Tribe. So and Sokka has been literally fighting them all the way up here. Yeah, across the entire world. Yeah. We also meet here Yue's fiance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What'd you think of him, Melanie? Pawn. He was not a good person. <laughs> totally using her for power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I, epitome of why women and so many other people disapprove of arranged marriages. It's not because of love. It's because of social sta- cl- ladder climbing. Yeah. yeah, I do have to say, though, I think it's a little weird. It's not criticizing the show. It's a little weird that the chief would send his future son-in-law on this mission that not everybody's going to return from. And then send Sokka. Is that weird? And so- send Sokka to. To go protect her. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I find it weird. I was just like, what? What? Yeah. But like, are you trying to You don't to get- think it's weird? Mm-mm. Are you trying to get rid of him? Yep. <laughs> he was a thousand percent hoping to get rid of him. Okay, then why arrange the marriage in the first place? Unless- Probably because he, they are all hell-bent on honoring their culture, honoring uh-huh. their traditions. So you're saying that he is Chief Arnook. We find his name from the credits. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's ever said. He is trying to circumvent the traditions of his people by purposely setting up Han to die. Potentially. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> First of all, that's dark. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> but but on the other hand, we also learned that he knows that Yue might not have the life expectancy everyone thinks she does. That's true. He, we he, find at the end that he had this vision when she was healed as a as a young girl of her essentially becoming the moon spirit mm-hmm. at some point. So I think. He sent Sokka to protect her because that's who she would have wanted to have been by her side when she, I feel like she had to make this horrible decision. Okay. He wanted her to be happy. So it wasn't necessarily about killing, killing Han. Guy. It was about keeping him away from Yue so that her potential final moments could be with Sokka. So he's just being an and attentive father. When, yeah. when Yue disappears if her fiance just doesn't exist anymore <laughs> problem solved right <laughs> everything's everything's tied up in a fancy little bow i do have a theory about paku and the chief and everybody you said it yeah i did say it while we were watching but i wanted to expand it just a little bit so when the the fire navy is advancing the chief says i've i've brought my family here to you guys and behind him are sitting Yue. Mm-hmm. Yue and Paku. Mm-hmm. And so I wondered out loud, is Paku the father of the chief? And that would make him potentially the chief before right. Chief Arnook, which would mean that when he was engaged to Grand Grand, then yes, she was potentially tied into royalty somehow mm-hmm. of the nation. Or here was another thought I had. Maybe Paku is the older brother of the chief mm. and he didn't become chief because he didn't get married. Oh, you know, you, you've seen the movies where like you, ha- you can't be King unless you find a wife or whatever. So maybe this is just a version of that. Not that it matters that much, but I, I just think it's an interesting thought. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, I also feel like if that was, if that was the case, he would have found another 
bride. Fair enough. But he said he did really love her. Yeah, yeah. he said that. He's like, I loved her. Okay, but we also have Yue who's about to marry someone she doesn't love for the the tribe. But she was a woman. She didn't have much choice in the matter. Mm. Mm. Perhaps. I don't know. Like I said, it doesn't really matter, but who knows? Moving along, just to, to keep going, because we're almost through part one. Right. <laughs> Zuko prepares to leave the ship. He's, he's been a stowaway this time, and Iroh comes to say his goodbyes, and we get such a heartbreaking I scene. Up. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> and it also reveals something about Iroh that we didn't know yet. Uh, at least I, I'm pretty his sure we son. didn't know this information. Yeah, he lost his son. Mm-hmm. Iroh had a son who we do not have anymore. Mm-hmm. And in the meanwhile, he sees Zuko as his own. Yep. Zuko says, Uncle, you don't have to say it. And then he says it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then he's like fathering him. Cover your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Remember your fire breath. Or right. Breath of fire. Yeah. It might save your life. I just envision your dad telling you, like, always remember to take your pocket knife. Remember how, like, he always asks you if you have your, your Swiss mm-hmm. army knife on you. It's just a fatherly thing to do. It's just to make sure your kid is always prepared. Mm-hmm. Last couple things I think about part one. Iroh advises Zhao to stop the attack at twilight because we learned something new about waterbenders. Which they harness cool. their power from the moon. Mm-hmm. And it was when he said it, and it was just like, that makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah and I mean, in the previous episode, Yue had called out to the, the, the moon and ocean spirits, like, yay, thank you, moon and ocean spirits, for the happy times of our people. We have the avatar back. And Zhao, one, follows Uncle's advice, mm-hmm. which that's it surprising. Was weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. He's not been the most patient person up to this point. So when we last saw Zhao in the, the deserter episode with Zhang Zhang, we pondered whether he was going to learn from that encounter and learn restraint. Seems maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But he also has a grander purpose, which we don't know right away in part one. Right. He just says he's working on a solution to the moon problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is weird. And Iroh's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you going to do to the moon? Yes. <laughs> Melanie, did you have any thoughts when you first said that? Like, what did you think was, if anything? I was really trying to figure out, like, what are you, are you going to block the moon somehow? I thought he was going to probably maybe use that hot air balloon. Oh, just like try and. To see if maybe. But then I was like, no, the, the moon. Has... <laughs> yeah. Can't do that. Right. But he was obviously not thinking super rational, so... That's true, too. So I was trying to figure out how he was going to do it. And then whenever he started talking about that their physical spirits are now... They gave away their immortality. I was saying, hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I said it. I said, the fish! Yeah. Yeah. UA takes Aang and... Katara to the spiritual center of the North Pole, mm-hmm. which is like this warm oasis, and we see the the koi, black and white koi, mm-hmm. circling each other in the pond. We don't know what they are yet, but Aang crosses to the spirit world to seek wisdom and help from the moon and ocean spirits. And uh, yeah, while while he's doing that, Zuko shows up because he we we see this like montage of Zuko finding his way into the Northern Water Tribe. He kayaks to the the shore, and then he follows the. Uh, the turtle seals he's like seal seal turtles the best freaking lung capacity Mm -hmm. ever (laughs) he follows them because he's like well these are mammals they don't breathe underwater yeah Yeah, that's really smart of him really clever thinking 
speaking of yin and yang and the the koi fish, balance has been a big part of the couple of things that we've seen from the spirit world so far. I don't remember. I mean, I kind of remember. Is it? I guess it's the avatar's duty to find balance between the the real and spirit worlds. It's like he's the bridge between them. But it's interesting to think whether all of the spirits are going to share the same aspect of balance that so far Haybai back in that episode, uh, Winter Solstice Part One, I think, mm-hmm. and the the ocean and moon spirits we, we've seen them focus on balance if all the other ones are going to involve balance in some aspect something we didn't mention as we're talking about the spirit world is the little tidbit that Zhao just dropped about uncle iroh mm-hmm. knowing about the spirit his world. journey to his the journey world. to the spirit world yeah, and he's yeah. Like, i mean yeah and then moved on with his topics i was <laughs> yeah. like the hell mm-hmm. yeah it's the first time we've had acknowledgement of iroh's spiritual connections since we saw that the he was able to see the, the dragon. Which has right. been in my brain yeah. ever since yeah. it happened. Right. Uh, he watched Roku's dragon and Aang fly over. Yeah. When no one else was able to see them. Exactly. Which now, so that all, what at least that gives us is like. How? He at least has some connection to the spirit world that no one else seems to. Mm-hmm. And that's all that they've confirmed. Right. We've seen it happen. And now we we know that Zhao knows that there's more of a story there. Yeah, apparently he's been to the spirit world is what we're led to assume. Mm-hmm. These writers are just like dropping knowledge bombs. Mm-hmm. Like they're no big deal. And part one ends with Zuko and Katara fighting. And holy crap, Katara. I mean, that was a really, really <laughs> cool up. fight. She ready to go. Because he's, I mean, Zuko has been studying yeah firebending for a very very long time mm-hmm. and so for the fact that she has only been working for i don't know at this point the time range yeah, there's, i mean obviously it's more time than a few days has passed yeah probably but it hasn't been very long not nearly as long as zuko right. and she has already been able to advance i feel like kind of beyond what he's able to do well to be fair in the fight that we saw, it was nighttime, and we learned oh, that the moon true. boosts her powers. Because then he did wake up, and it was just like, you get right. your power from the moon, I get mine from the sun. It's yeah. like, okay. So, sense. something Melanie commented on in the moment was the Fire Nation ships breaching the walls. How the, the sort of point falls down, and there's like stairs that they... Mm-hmm. Had, had we seen them used in that way before? Mm-mm. I think we'd seen the spike lowered... And them exiting onto like the shore or onto a dock yeah. or something. But this yeah. is the first time we'd seen them like ram a wall, mm-hmm. lower the spike, and then enter that way. That was, was pretty, weird. Yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty ingenious. And then we get to see the tanks again. Oh, yeah. We saw the tanks. So part two is the more action-heavy episode. Sokka, Katara, and Yue set out to find Zuko and Aang. We see Aang in the spirit world, and we see him talk to Ko and... Co is the face stealing centipede spirit yeah, no. who is helpful ultimately. All Aang has to do is refrain from showing any emotion whatsoever in order right. to not lose his face. I think beyond the fact that his face kept changing was how his movements were, like how quickly yeah. he was able to. I mean, because centipedes are super, super creepy little things. Yeah. And the artist just dead on mimicked mm-hmm. how they are in real life which is super creepy he was clearly trying to catch ang off guard yeah to, right. to elicit some emotion the, the rapid changes and the faces and to, the jumping in the face he was trying to yeah, get a shock shouting. value out of him yeah for sure that's where we find out that the koi fish are the spirits because that the, ang was looking the, for the ocean and moon spirit crossed over 
at near quote unquote near the beginning. Right. Yeah. And that's when we start to start to piece together that. What are they called? Tai and and La. Uh, Tui and La. Tui and, Tui and La. La. You're real close. Push and pull. Zuko, as Aang is sort of in his catatonic spirit world state, he has taken him to a cave where they're seeking refuge from the the storm. Mm-hmm. He's talking to Aang, and we find out that he has a, a sister. Sister. Which this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Little <laughs> tiny bombs of knowledge. And what if I told you that we've seen his sister multiple times well, you before? Could shut your dirty mouth. Because she is the firebender in the no opening credits. <laughs> and uh, and in the storm, when we got the flashback to the Agni Kai between Zuko and his father, mm-hmm. she was staring from the audience next to Zhao as Uncle so looked what away. We're gonna have to do now that we're done with <laughs> season one mm-hmm. because I, what I feel has happened to my brain is that. I mean, we just talked about this earlier as well. We've been doing this for now a little over a year. Yeah. And this is like an eight, 18 or 19 episode season. Uh-huh. I think we just need to go back and watch it all in one go. <laughs> okay. All in one sequence. Because I'm, you guys I'm are really, that, really yeah. yeah, we'll have to really marathon. Good and then about... maybe we can do some sort of like sum up episode. That'd like be fun. This, These are the things that we saw that connected that we didn't yeah. realize in the moment. Yeah. yeah. That might be interesting. And I guess now that now that that's out of the bag, was she not involved in some of those flashbacks of him trying to join the, the war council in those episodes too? I don't think so. No? Okay. Uh, no, I, I don't. She was, but maybe they. It's weird. I find it interesting how with the water tribe, their culture, their one of their main staples is that women are not given any sort of power position in their tribe except for healers, which mm-hmm. healers are very important. But the Fire Nation, based on what Zuko is saying, seems to be the opposite. Yeah, he says that she is a firebending prodigy mm-hmm. and everyone loves her. And he says, my father says she was born lucky. He says, I was lucky to be born. <laughs> and that's like, ba- and just not on Avatar, but on any historical reference you can think of, mm-hmm. a, a male heir is definitely wanted more over so than a, a female. Mm-hmm. So for her to be... So praised and wanted by the Fire Nation is it's just an interesting contrast. Mm-hmm. And Zuko says, I've had to struggle and fight all my life, and it has made me strong. It's made me strong. And yeah, it's made she... me who I am. And we get that fantastic shot of his scar once again. Yeah. It's made him who he is. Mm-hmm. That, that's it's terrible. But it's terrible. He is stronger because of it, I guess. It's trial by fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuels us hate fire. Uh, one last thing about Ko before uh, oh, I, I leave gross. him behind. Um, he says, well, I wrote my notes. He's terrifying with, <laughs> with two exclamation points. And uh, I wrote down a quote. He says, it's been a while since I added a child's face to my collection. I heard that. And yeah. I was like, no, you just got like a thousand times yeah. worse. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no discretion. Just like any face that pops up. I'm ready. And cracks a smile. It. Yeah. Because, um, and the fact that he, he there was an avatar who tried to I want to know more about that. Co. Mm-hmm. I want to know why. 8 or 900 years Well, he ago. said it was for Well, for well, for his love, mm-hmm. but I want to know the backstory of it. Yeah. Will we know? I don't think we ever I get anything else about that. Shut the front I door. Have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that that may that may I mean, obviously they start a lot of stories throughout this series. And now they have an entire 
production company just mm-hmm. doing Avatar stuff. So I have a feeling that we might get to know that story at some point in Maybe. the future. But I don't think currently it exists, no. So Zhao, we, we talked a tiny bit about this, but I just want to mention this moment. Zhao reveals that he found that underground library and discovered a scroll that showed him the mortal identity of the moon and ocean spirits. Mm-hmm. And he believes it's his destiny to kill them. And Uncle's response is what I wanted to highlight. He says, the spirits aren't to be trifled with. And Zhao says, you know, I know that we, we mentioned this. The, he, I know you fear the spirits and you, you've gone into the spirit world. I love Sokka's confidence in Zuko's ability to survive. <laughs> He oh just, yeah it's essentially yeah. that fuels his hate fire yeah. he's right. like so determined to yeah. win I, I mean and at this point i don't really blame him because it, it's 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 less of a like building zuko up as much as we've thought he was dead so many times yeah. <laughs> that if this is the time that he dies that would ruin everything like He's fine. Well, and the fact he's that he's fine, he's gonna be fine. He always comes back. He's fine to mess our <laughs> to mess <laughs> us up. Well, and the fact that Zuko has literally been across the entire world with them, like yeah. right on their footsteps the entire time. So no matter how many times he's had his boat, su- you know, <laughs> right. sunk or filled with ice, or all of his crewmates are blown up, <laughs> you know, like he's still there. He still is right behind them the entire way. Well, they find Zuko. As Aang leaves the spirit world yep, and flies across the sky and leads them to the cave. And Zuko says, are you ready for a rematch? Katara says, trust me, it's not going to be much of a match. <laughs> and I mean, she ends it like it's literally Hair flip. one move <laughs> and he's down for the count. Yeah. And Aang brings Zuko with them. So he doesn't die in the cold. And Sokka. Sometimes it's just he's so he has so much loyalty to people. Mm-hmm. But then when he does not give a shit about somebody, he really does not care. He's like, it's OK. He's good. He's fine. Mm-hmm. It is OK with the idea of him just dying, like right. freezing to death. Yeah. He says, Sokka says, let's bring the guy who's constantly trying to kill us. But. Has Zuko ever actually tried to kill them? No. <laughs> There's not been a lot of conversation, to be fair. <laughs> but, surprise, surprise. Sokka is being dramatic. Yeah. I mean, they're always included in the collateral damage. Of no, but the, he's not even trying to kill the, the Avatar. Avatar. He's not even trying to kill Aang. Every time they're encountered, they are trying to take him. Well, right. But there's no, like, actual motive of killing. No, so that's why I... I said collateral damage, not he's out to murder them. Mm-hmm. But if they happen to die in the process, Zuko doesn't care. No, I agree with that. I don't think he's intentionally trying to kill anybody, but I don't think he would be terribly upset, at least initially. Now, I do think he might have a little bit of a conscience if he was to accidentally kill one of them. Right. It would eat away at him a little bit because mm-hmm. we do see that he has a little bit of a kinder heart than all the other Fire Nation we've seen. Anyways, uh, night falls. The Fire Nation starts losing. But then Zhao finds the moon spirit. The tide turns. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Got him all day. <laughs> I want to highlight now how fantastic the art is, especially in part two, because it's in part two that we get Ko. Yeah, it's, it's creepy, but yeah. it's really good art. It's, yeah, um, it, it elicits an emotion. Yeah, 100%. Then, Nightmare fuel, but. Then good. Zhao bags the moon spirit. 
and the moon just slowly turns blood red behind him the way it turns and, and it all just, of, it's like monochromatic all the all the colors gone. Well, well initially everything turns red and then when he actually kills the moon spirit then it goes yeah, so monochromatic yeah and then obviously there's the, the big water monster that Aang turns himself into. That I got um Except I've never for seen Yue's eyes. Did you notice that? Her eyes are still blue in the monochromatic world. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Because she still has the light of the moon spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what lets Iroh mm-hmm. in on the fact, aside from her white hair, that she's been touched by the moon spirit. Uh can we talk about Iroh and his <laughs> Yes, like Anger? ready to go out. And yeah, go I, I have the he quote. Goes, I have it, that do quote. the quote because I know what quote you're about to do. Whatever you do to that spirit, I'll unleash on you tenfold. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was trembling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like, put it down no. now. I mean, like you see it. Yeah, you see it. You hear it in his voice. You see it in his eyes. He is like, I told you, do not mess with the spirits. And he firebends for the first time in the show ever. And you don't even see it. You see the flashes. Yeah, well, he does like four terror. fireballs, like one from each limb with a single lim- oh, leap. I mean, yeah, and then, but, he, yeah, but that's that's pretty much like it. And then it cuts to, to Zhao, who's also a, I'll call him a master, a really good firebender. Mm-hmm. And he's just terrified. He's <laughs> he watching these flashes. Because he realized he's done screwed up. Iroh fighting, yeah. and he's just like, oh, I need to, I need to go. I need to get out of here right now. <laughs> Make fun of him one more yeah. time about losing that battle <laughs> years ago. Well, you know, Uncle pointing out that Yue's been touched by the moon spirit, I love that he just points it out, and Yue is the one who comes to the conclusion, I have to sacrifice myself. Mm-hmm. and Give it back, essentially. Th- and this is so much more of a real sacrifice on her part than sacrificing her choice in marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really sad. Because it's not just for her people either. It's for the world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yet another time that the Fire Nation is forcing a child into mm-hmm. losing their life or mm-hmm. fighting beyond what they should be as children. And it's heartbreaking for that reason, too. Aside from, I mean, not, that's not even mentioning the relationship with Sokka, which, I mean, we saw, we talked about how that was building and how it was a nice relationship. And obviously that's gone now, too, because UA is the moon spirit. I mean, when I said it, when I was so upset that he moved on from Suki so fast, I didn't want her to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was and a little bummed. Mm-hmm. So Yue's gone. Zuko finds Zhao, and they start fighting. Which was really cool. And it's another piece of fantastic artwork, because that's when it's monochromatic, and, except for the flashes of fire. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's black and white, and then fire. Black and white, and then fire. Yeah. And it's really great fighting. Uh, I mean, we saw the same kind of stuff during their Agni Kai way earlier. Mm-hmm. And Zhao admits that he tried to have Zuko killed, and Zuko admits that he was the blue spirit. Mm-hmm. And everybody's revealing the yeah, secrets. I know. And, and then Zhao, time to get some things settled. And then Zhao chastises Zuko for his failure at capturing the Avatar mm-hmm. and his initial failure that got him kicked out of the Fire Nation in the first place, mm-hmm. only to realize his own failure seconds after, before the Moon Spirit grabs him and drags him underwater, and he's, he's gone. That's the Ocean Spirit, though. Oh, yes, the Ocean Spirit. Because Thank you. did kind of miss some of the, the jelly of that, of that sandwich, because before Yue actually sacrifices herself, Aang. Aang goes in with the Ocean Spirit. It's just like, hey, bro, I know you just lost the moon. Let's do some sh**. And they do. I think it's both. I think that when Aang entered the Avatar state and entered the pool with the mm-hmm. Ocean Spirit, he was essentially filling in, substituting for the Moon Spirit. Oh, okay. And so 
when he goes out and he we see that it's basically a kaiju. Yeah. He becomes this giant water monster and he goes out and he as all the waterbenders are sitting there bowing to it because they worship the spirits. Mm-hmm. He and, wipes out the fire. Yeah, he just completely wipes out every remaining Fire Nation member. He destroys all the tanks that are left. Mm-hmm. He goes out and he wreaks havoc to their fleet as well. Right. And then the moon comes back because UA has made the sacrifice. And that's when Aang leaves the spirit on the wall. And so the spirit goes on. And I think that's right. the, the moon spirit. They're creating the same monster, but it's the moon spirit now instead of Aang. Right. So I, I, think, it, I think it's both. Okay. Fair I enough. think it's both. I loved how Zuko, even though he really hated Zhao, he did not want him to die still. I have a question about that. Okay, what's the Um, question? Was Zhao punishing himself for his failure or denying the help of a traitor? Denying the help of a traitor. I think he's prideful. Mm -hmm. I think it was all pride. So both also. He... If he was going to be rescued, it was going to be by his own hand. And he definitely was not going to help take the help of someone he thought was lesser than. So he's done now. Zhao's out of... Yeah, that's, that's a... Bummer. The, the ocean got him. Yeah, well, yeah I know, but... <laughs> Thanks, babe. Just, I mean, he, like, he like got him. <laughs> like, got him. I understand, but... <laughs> There have been other characters that you're like, oh, now he's good. He's gone. And then you're like, what the hell? He's yeah, there. Yeah. Again. yeah. So I, I, we could pretty confidently say Zhao is out of the picture. So he's, he now, well, he now has the combination of Uncle Iroh's failure of taking on a great nation and failing mm-hmm. in a much shorter amount of time, <laughs> as well as Zuko's failure of both capturing the Avatar and losing him. Mm-hmm. And then not being able to take in either of the traitors of the Blue Spirit or anything like that. So you think he just wanted, he knew he had too much failure and it was just like, well, take I mean, me. there's only a few people who know all of that information. Mm-hmm. And they're either, they either also got wiped out by the Ocean Spirit or they're the traitors themselves. So no one's going to really believe them. Right. So I think it kind of wraps him up and leaves him in a position where although he did fail, he maintained some of the other titles, I don't know, the other clout that he essentially already has mm-hmm. intact. You're talking about Zhao, right? Talking about Zhao. Okay. Right before Sorry. he yeah. again kind of with the reason of why he's kind of okay with not accepting a saving hand at the end there mm-hmm. is He's sitting on a bunch of failures that only a few people know about. Right. And if he just goes out, no one really, no one really gets to know that information. True. Wrapping up, I guess, the Fire Nation first. Zuko and Iroh escape on a raft. Yep. Um, Uncle says, hey, Zuko, I'm surprised that you're not trying to capture the Avatar right now. And he gives him the side <laughs> eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're trying to capture the Avatar? Kind of good. Nope, not doing bit. that. Yeah. And Zuko says he's tired, and you really get the sense that this is a tire that's more than just now. Mm-hmm. This is like... Uh, Testing your bones. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm tired for... I'm tired of what I've been doing with my life. Yeah. Yeah. And a, so... A res- more like a resolution tired, not a... Mm-hmm. I could take a break. Right. I mean, Zuko doesn't have a ship. He doesn't have his crew. So we're left wondering, as they leave on a raft, are they going back to where he can gain his status, gain that stuff he was after or that he had previously, Mm -hmm. um, or 
setting off on some sort of new thing because he's tired of what he was doing. Now, Paku says he's going to go to the Southern Water Tribe and help them rebuild it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And maybe reconnect with Grand Grand. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, he felt the need to go to the Southern Water Tribe. Well, I mean, he probably didn't know where she went. Honestly, she was just not in the Northern Water Tribe anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? And so now he's like, oh, well, I know where she is. They need help. <laughs> they need help. And Katara says, well, who's going to be Aang's teacher? And he says, well, he might as well just get used to calling you Master Katara. So mm-hmm. I-, I guess that the word master is not thrown lightly. No. I don't think. I think he has such extreme faith in Katara's ability and her progress so far that she can legitimately instruct the Avatar how to be a better waterbender, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. And big growth for him in the episode, two episodes we've known him. Yep. And I mean, we talked a little bit about Zuko's sister. This is the final thing I have in my notes, unless you guys have anything else. No. We see the Fire Lord sitting on his fire throne looking down on a young woman and he says iroh is a traitor mm-hmm. and Which, your brother zuko witnesses maybe there were more witnesses than we thought i mean they weren't exactly being quiet in a small sparring chamber as zhao and zuko fought hmm. you know and there were pe- there were fire nation people in the spiritual area when iroh showed up and took out a few of them oh yeah oh that's true. and zhao called him a traitor in that moment or acknowledge his treachery right why am i not surprised that you're here yeah 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 so he says and your brother zuko is a failure i have a task for you what what's the task melanie take Mm -hmm. out zuko take out iroh oh you think they are the target and not ang Ooh, because they're traitors now that's what he mentioned that's true yeah i mean i guess up until now, he was happy to just let Zuko out on his snipe chase. Like, sure, mm-hmm. catch the Avatar, get your honor back, whatever, I guess. And now it's like, you are actively fighting against the Fire Nation and its ideals and its goals. And so you need to be taken out. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think she likes that, too. I do. <laughs> More I'm destruction. Talking about, I'm talking about Zuko's sister. Oh, yeah. I was like... I think she likes that, too. Oh. True. So, yeah, I, I just wondered what that meant for season two. Zuko said she was a firebending prodigy, so... I, I would mean, love to see it. Do you think she's going to be, like, a legitimate threat? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, everyone from the Fire Nation so far has been the threat, and none of them have been called prodigies. Mm-mm. So, I mean, even if it's just slowing the slowing their progress down, it's still something. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, since we talked about the possibility of doing a season wrap-up episode, I like that idea of just like sort of marathoning the season, making connections. Mm -hmm. Let's save talking about what's potentially coming up in season two, like as far as like, it's it's titled Earth. So we know that he's got to move on to the next element. We can talk about sort of some theories or expectations for what's coming next in that episode. Yeah. Uh, But otherwise... (laughs) We said next up on the slate is the the Shyamalan masterpiece. Oh, that's right. Because it stops after book one. Yeah. It, so it's, is that going to be a bonus episode? No, that'll be. That's, that's always been that's a planned okay. part of the podcast. So what do we want to do first? Do we want a marathon or do we want to end our, our time with season one with Shyamalan? I think we should do the movie and then we should have a wrap up episode leading into season two. That's a Just good idea. A, a palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So next time we get together, guys, we will be watching The Last Airbender, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much analysis is going to happen or mm-hmm. how much trash talking. I think it's just going to be a really long time of you guys trash talking. <laughs> I kind of yeah. want to do a commentary track where yeah, we like hit we... play and they can hit play with us and we could just all trash talk it together. Yeah. But I, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about <laughs> we'll it. figure that out. In any case, that is the end of the 18th episode of Crossroads of Destiny. Thank you guys for coming on this journey with us through season one. And we're super excited to get into season two. Yeah, we are. Woo! Contact for the show, facebook.com slash xroadspod at xroadspod on Twitter. Please go over to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, a review, hit that subscribe button, help people find us. That's what we want. Give feedback and ideas if you have anything longer form to xroadspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail around a minute or so. We can include it on the show, whether it's a discussion topic or a question. That number is 3145-YIP-YIP. That is 314-594-7947. And Melanie, where can we find you? You can find me at MelanieAmanda44. That is on Instagram. And Andrew? We will find you through our official yep. social media accounts. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at Chadadada. That is C-H-A-D-A-D-A-D-A. My other two podcasts are the Cinescope Podcast and An American Workplace. And uh, you can find those where podcasts can be found. And all the show notes and contact information for this show can be found at our website, com. That's it, everybody. We'll talk to you in episode 19 when we talk about... <laughs> The M. Night Shyamalan masterpiece, <laughs> The Last Airbender. Goodbye. Yay. <laughs> Andrew's really happy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. <laughs> so excited.